Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your therapeutic coach. Thank you guys for your continued support of the podcast through your downloads and through your sharing. Please continue to share and have those that you shared it with, have them share it, continue to share it. And also, please keep going to my website. I hate to sound like I'm begging, but I am. <laughs> but go to my website at www.iamreneroberts.com. And the main reason I want you to go there is so that you can go ahead and book a private coaching session with me. I have time. If you have time, I want to sit with you. I want to join you on your journey right there. You can book your session and you can take advantage of a free consultation. That's right. I said free, free phone consultation, 15 minutes. Let's get into seeing what's going on in your heart and how I can assist you on your healing journey. You can also follow me on my Facebook and Instagram platforms. Why are you not following me? I'm at I am Renee Roberts. And listen, you follow me, I follow you. That's how it goes, right? And of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and for progress for your life. So let's get our lives moving forward. Hello, my beautiful family. I am so excited about the healing that is happening in the lives of so many of my followers. Listen, I'm so proud of you for taking the necessary steps to regain your mental and your emotional health, for taking the steps to heal in those traumatic and toxic areas of your life. Take a bow. You deserve a standing ovation because you are doing it. People like you are breaking generational cycles and revolutionizing societal norms, and I honor you for that. As I continue to join people on their individual journeys, I'm realizing more and more the, de the, the deleterious effects that sexual abuse has on mental, emotional, and psychological health. Now, let's clar clarify what I mean by sexual abuse. I don't want any ambiguity when it comes to this intense uh, topic. Sexual abuse is any form of sexual violence. This includes rape, child molestation, incest, and any other similar forms of non-consensual sexual contact. Rape is when there has been forced sexual contact with someone who does not or cannot consent. You understand that? It's, it's been forced. It's forced sexual contact with someone who does not. That means they say no or someone who cannot consent. All right. Child molestation is any sexual contact with a child. Some of the examples include uh, child molestation, um, which which deals with fondling, um, inappropriate touching or demanding sexual favors from a child. So this is what child molestation looks like in that form. Incest is identified as sexual contact between family members who are too closely related to marry, i.e., Father and daughter, mother and son, mother and daughter, father and son, uncle and nephew or niece, cousins. We're too close to be married. This is incest when, it's, when sexual contact is happening between those types of family members. 
And it's so sad that it runs a lot in our history. All right. But I don't have time to get into that. Uh, then you have non-consensual sexual contact, which is described as any unwanted sexual touching, such as groping or or pinching. Um, even attempted rape can fall into this category. You know, as I'm sitting here reading these things, I remember this this kind of behavior being normalized in school when I was a kid. Boys would fill on the girl's butt without consent. Some of y'all remember that? I may be telling my age, but they would fill on 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 the butt and and they thought the guys thought that this was okay. They thought it was flattering. They thought this was the way to like get the girl. The sad part about this, though, is that most of the girls didn't see anything wrong with this and actually vied for that type of attention. I.e. me. I wanted that attention. Why was nobody not feeling on me? You know what I'm saying? But we didn't realize even at that age that this was non this is non consensual sexual contact. They're touching on the buzz. They're, they're rubbing up against you. That is that is that's abuse. That is sexual abuse. I know. I know it sounds harsh. It sounds innocent, but it is not. And it is a it is a perpetual cycle that we need to start identifying so that we can break it. And then there is non-contact sexual abuse. Not all sexual abuse fits into common legal or psychological definitions or boundaries. For, for example, parents who have sex in front of their children or who make sexually inappropriate comments to their children or expose their ch- their children to sexual content or are, are engaging in sex or are engaging in um pornography like uh, uh allowing them to see pornography this is sexual abuse so we see that sexual abuse has all of these different ten- tentacles and and if we're lacking awareness we may not understand until later in life that we have been preyed upon and disrupted in our emotional and mental health so let's stay woke fam this type of abuse has to stop. Now, let's talk about this type of abuse and how it impacts our mental health in a long-term sense. The trauma and negative emotions that are associated with sexual abuse leaves so many people struggling with mental health issues and fighting for their emotional sanity, fighting for their mental health, fighting for their lives. The psychological and mental effects experienced by these survivors of sexual abuse, they literally come in a large portion from the brain's biological response to trauma. And some of these things are like depression. It's a biological response to trauma in a lot of uh, sexual abuse cases. Depression is when you've been violently robbed. Yes, sexual abuse is violent, guys. Even when it's covert, it is still violent. But when you've been violently robbed by a sexual predator, feelings of hopelessness or despair can potentially start sinking in. This may also reduce your sense of self-worth and belonging. Depressive feelings may be mild and brief or... They may be intense and long lasting. And if you are struggling with depression, please talk to someone ASAP. And if you don't know where to begin and finding someone to talk to, contact me. Go to my website, www.iamreneroberts.com. Let's deal with your trauma and begin to do some psychological work to heal. 
Anxiety is another thing. Uh, sexual abuse can, can also cause severe anxiety in some people. Uh, survivors may fear that the attack could possibly happen again. Some may even experience panic attacks. I have many clients that confess to dealing with panic attacks and we have to walk through strategically on how to counter those panic attacks with different techniques to keep them in a, in a balanced tone and in a balanced mental state. Others may develop uh, what they call agoraphobia. And that's when people are afraid to leave their homes. They just stay in their houses. And in some cases, survivors may develop a chronic fear of that person, the, the, the type of person that harmed them. For example, if they were raped by a tall, bald-headed, dark-skinned guy, um, they may just instinctively not like or mistrust or get sick to their stomach or be afraid of men who match that type of description. All right? So that's 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 all contributed to anxiety, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. That's another biological response. PTSD is what we call it. Someone who has survived sexual abuse, they may experience extremely intense memories of the abuse. And in some cases, flashbacks may be so disruptive, disruptive that they cause the person to lose track of what's going on around them. You know, research shows that a person may also develop a related condition called complex post-traumatic stress, that's CPTSD, which yields a, a chronic fear of abandonment in addition to symptoms of the traditional PTSDs. Some people with CPTSD also experience personality disruptions, which I really don't have time to get into. But um, based on that word, those two words, personality disruptions, you can pretty much gauge uh, what that's really leading to. Um, attachment issues is another issue. Uh, survivors may find it difficult to create healthy attachments with people. This is especially true with children who have been abused. Um, adults who are abused as children may have, have now develop insecure attachment patterns. They could struggle with intimacy or be too quick to, to get too close. You know, like I love you. I just met you today. I love you today. And I'm marrying you, marrying you today. So that is an attachment issue that is literally connected to sexual abuse. Addiction is another one. Research shows that abuse, abuse survivors are 26 times more likely, 26 guys, more times more likely to use drugs than someone who has not been sexually abused. Drugs and alcohol can help numb the pain of abuse, but substance abuse often leads to the development of other behavior and psychological issues. So it just exacerbates the situation. All right. Um, feelings of shame or guilt is another one. Uh, a lot of people walk away feeling guilty or feeling ashamed, blaming themselves. You know, we've, I did a podcast on that. Uh, it is not your fault. But this is one of the feelings that comes along a lot of times with survivors of sexual abuse. Um, some of them suffer from social isolation or withdrawal. Some of them have problems sleeping, eating disorders. Uh, we talked about the flashbacks or the nightmares. Um, avoidance of certain places or things that are related to the event. Yeah. Suicidal thoughts or actions. 
And this one I thought was really interesting. Dissociation, which means they just kind of detach from reality. They live in an alternate reality. So understand that sexual abuse does not only leave psychological scars. It also has the power to induce some long lasting health consequences, y'all. A person who was assaulted during the abuse may sustain some bruises and cuts. They could also have more severe injuries such as a knife wound, or broken bones, um, damaged genitals. Yes, I've heard of women or girls that have ripped and y'all understand what they say. That means without me getting too graphic. But the, the genital is damaged and has to have surgery and has to be stitched up. I mean, oh, my God. Why? 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 When this was caused by abuse. It wasn't because I had a baby. Willingly, this was because you forced yourself on me. Anyways, others may start experiencing chronic pain without an obvious physical cause. Um, some survivors experience uh, sexual dysfunction and fertility complications. It's hard for them to, to get pregnant now. And others may develop sexually transmitted infections that can also ruin or damage the reproductive system. And sometimes, this is the gotcha gotcha, the survivor may end up pregnant due to the, so, the sexual abuse. And in cases where a child becomes pregnant, which hurts my heart, giving birth may be extremely dangerous for them in a physical way because their little bodies were not made to be having babies this early. Why is an eight-year-old having a baby because her uncle raped her? Why is a a 10-year-old having a baby because um, some some 18-year-old raped her? Like, we got the guys... We, we got to start being aware of this stuff and being more cognizant of, of the realities that live around us and be more proactive. That's why we can't turn. We can't afford to turn our nose up to any information that's being provided because it may not be you today. It could be in your family tomorrow if it's not already there without your knowledge. And speaking of children. When they when they've been sexually abused, they may display a range of emotional and behavior reactions, many of which are characteristic of children who have experienced other types of trauma. Now, while the effects of sexual abuse are similar in both children and adults, individuals who have been sexually abused as children, they may experience additional psychological and emotional problems. The I looked at a few of them. I'm only going to give you a few that I saw in the research. Uh, but some of the additional ones that we have not mentioned, um, angry outbursts. Yeah. Not wanting to be left alone, alone with uh, particular individuals and then sexual knowledge. The language, the behaviors that are inappropriate for that child's age. You know, I I know people that work within the uh, school system. I I know of educators and it's amazing that some of the stories that they tell that we hear about, about these little five-year-olds, these kindergartners, they are like they say, humping each other and and talking about they're going to be married and and you know and and pretending to do uh, the duties of a, a man and a wife, but this is something that they've been exposed to. It doesn't matter, mommy or daddy, if you didn't do it in front of them, but you have not been monitoring what they're watching. Are you monitoring what's going on around them because they're going to imitate what they see? 
And a five-year-old, my granddaughter is five. I better not catch her humping or hunching or doing none of that kind of stuff at this age because we do everything that we can to shield her from this type of inappropriate uh, behavior. This is not appropriate for her age group. All right. And and it, this. <laughs> oh, God, this the research just goes on and it keeps showing over and over that child sexual abuse can have a very serious impact on the child's physical and mental health, as well as their later sexual adjustment. Like we're just talking about. So these five year olds are already humping and stuff. This is messing them up for later sexual adjustment. It is ruining their development. And depending on the severity, the severity and the number of traumas that the child has experienced, this type of abuse, abuse can have such a wide-reaching and long-lasting effect on them totally. Talking about physically, mentally, and even spiritually. So we see that this is nothing to play around with, fam. The damages are real. And the longer we avoid or ignore our history of abuse... We just came out of Black History Month, right? But the longer we avoid it and ignore the history of this type of abuse, the more damaging our psychological and emotional well-being becomes. And don't think that because you've learned to cope and function with it, that it's healthy. Because it's not. Not being able to fully trust, not being able to fully fully and uh, be comfortable with your own body, not being able to fully love or be loved, not being able to fully uh, be intimate or and sexual and, and be intimate emotionally, not being able to be vulnerable, not being able to enjoy a romantic relationship because of so many hangups. Ma'am, sir, that is not okay. So coping and functioning with it we should not become satisfied with that way of life. Don't you believe that you deserve to enjoy all of these things as a normal part of your human experiences? I do. This is why Coach My World invites you to join other survivors that have committed to this powerful journey of healing and for progress for their lives. You were severely robbed already. It's time to get your life back now. You know, one of my clients who's given me permission to share this part of their story, uh, they experienced chronic pains, you know, and didn't know what was going on. Like, what in the heck? Why am I having such severe pain? My belly hurts. My back hurts. My hands are hurting. Like, this, this is intense. I want to take medication to help me out. And they were constantly in pain and, and, and not feeling good a whole lot trying to navigate through their daily functions and still just so much pain that they could barely make it through a good week without having to be bedridden for a period of time. But, you know, once we started the healing journey, my client was able to discover why this pain was so chronic and why it was, it was existing in their body. It stemmed from their childhood sexual abuse never being addressed. Unlike many, this client had already acknowledged the abuse, but the abuse was never addressed because this is how it was dealt with even as a child. But let me tell you something now, this, bury, this, this beautiful soul who was burying uh, this stuff in their physical body and not realizing it was causing more damage, 
That client is pain-free today, and it's all because they committed to the healing journey. So what I want you to do is to get to my website right now. This is your call to action. Get up and do something. Get to my website, www.imreneroberts.com. Book a free consultation with me so that I can hear some of your heart. Do not allow um, finances to be a reason as to why you don't seek help. We will structure a plan for your healing journey that is customized, like, particularly for your needs. Listen, I am not the scripted coach, guys. I'm a filler that's full of understanding and I'm full of empathy. So all of the sessions flow based on on that person's needs. So let's connect. Let's connect. I'm waiting to hear from you. I love you, fam. You know this. And this has been another amazing episode. And I hope that something that has been said has illuminated your heart and given you a spark to continue healing, to continue discovering yourself, and to continue making for progress. That's my deepest and my most heartfelt desire for your lives. So until next time, fam, I want you all to... Keep moving forward and have a great one. I'll catch you later.